Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Check out this episode, Boo, and see if the fears that have been operating underneath the surface in your life Uh, Maybe it's time that we uh, address them uh, straight on and don't take any medicine to get rid of them. So stay with me in this. I hope it encourages you to go deeper with him and possibly to connect more with me here on Tent Talk. Love you all. Boo! So let's talk about things that may scare us. One of the best quotes that I've ever heard was out of an old commentary that said, when the devil gets tired of tempting you, he will entertain himself by terrorizing you. You see, oftentimes when you're maturing, you get beyond your elementary sins. Let's just say you've been drinking for many years and you come to the Lord and you you give it up. And so you're thinking, great, these sins that maybe I thought I would never be able to really lay down, God has empowered me to do that, and wow, that's great. And what happens then is that once we're finished with what many could call maybe the overt sins, the ones that we see, everybody can see, we're done with those things, the enemy can no longer control us through those elementary sins. So what does he do? He starts to shift down to why you were drinking in the first place, why you were doing, you know, all those things previously that are further underneath, uh, you know, the surface uh, is because of the things that you feared, the things you needed to control So God is going to then, once you're sober and clean and more well-behaved, God begins to uh, shift gears and go deeper into what was driving all of that in the first place. What was scaring you? What could shout boo to you at any moment? And whether it was a, uh, a fast scare, meaning like when someone jumps out from behind a door and scares you, or it's this slow, creeping feeling that something is about to happen, this deep, foreboding fear that, you know, just any minute now, you know, the the shoe's going to drop, something's going to happen, something's going to go wrong, and that's more of a what I would call an atmospheric bondage. So whether it happens fast or slow, you have this impending sense of doom, uh, or now that you know you've gotten beyond some of the initial things in your life, you are now beginning to realize, wow, I think there's a whole nother, uh, you know, subterrane level uh, of things operating in me, and now God is about to really set me free uh, from what I've really been afraid of. And I think one of the key things is the fear of abandonment. The fear of being completely left alone. 
to think that I won't have anyone. No one's going to want me. No one wants to be with me. Uh, I no longer serve any purpose for them. Uh, They've discovered who I really am, and they've decided that they don't like me. Uh, the, The fear that I think can oftentimes move with us from our childhood into adulthood is that if people find out who I really am, then they're going to walk away from me. Therefore, I've got to keep tap dancing. I've got to keep the dog and pony show going. I've got to keep this going or that going. I've got to keep doing for people, um, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, tap dancing and doing the dog and pony show after a while, you know, gets very tiring. And when you start to get tired of doing all of that, uh, this is when oftentimes you begin to experience the fear of abandonment. And this can go on over several different seasons of our life. There's just this foreboding kind of cloud that I'm going to be left all alone, and what will I do? It oftentimes is not coming from a place where it's just a figment of your imagination, It's because you've actually experienced abandonment in life. You know what it is to be left alone, to not be wanted, to not be tended to, to not be nurtured or cared for, that you feel all alone and you would do almost anything to not ever feel that feeling again. Um, You've heard me say this before. I'll say it again. It's not actually a feeling. It's an atmosphere that you don't ever want to revisit. You don't ever want it to be in the room. The moment it starts to creep in, you will do almost anything to avoid that feeling, or you become engulfed in that feeling, and it literally can consume you and begin to dictate what you do and don't do. over several days. Um, And this is because you've actually lived through those things before. And so when that familiar feeling or familiar events or conversations begin to happen, man, all your uh, defenses start to, you know, go on high alert. And if you've ever seen the movie Iron Man, you know, this is what I picture, you know, sometimes flesh looks like, but it's like shoo, 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 all those shields start to come up in your in your thinking and in your feelings and in your actions and behaviors and 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 I'm I'm just talking about you could be sitting in a room all by yourself and this begins to overtake you. And you start to make decisions out of that. Well, I'm, you know, if people leave me, you know, I'm just, I just not going to care. And, you know, fine, I just won't go to this or that or, you know, fine, if they want to be that way. And you're like, wait a minute, wait just a minute. I don't even know if any of this is actually happening. It just begins to happen in the thinking that's going on, maybe inside of you. And so we have to be aware of kind of what I call, am I, am I taking the vinegar or am I facing it head on with the Lord? So when I say taking the vinegar, uh, I'm not saying that I'm portraying this exact 
It's just a general idea, so don't, don't take me to task on this if I don't get it exactly right. But when Jesus was on the cross and they offered him, you know, something for the pain, you know, he, he did not take it. Um, and we have to ask ourselves, how often are we taking something, you know, uh, for this pain of abandonment, this fear of abandonment? When the boo comes, when the fear comes, when the scare tactics start, whether there's actually something happening or it's just coming up from within ourselves, what medicine do I take for that? Or do I decide, no, I'm, I'm not taking anything for this? Because sometimes what we do is we tell ourselves things to make ourselves feel better. It's like, well, no, I know that people are not going to leave me. And, and that may be true that those specific people are not going to leave you. Uh, that's not going to happen. But I would suggest to you that one of the ways that God begins to set you free is he begins to say, uh, let's just face that head on. Let, let's, let's think about that. What if the people in your life that you count on, what if they outgrow you? What if they decide they don't like you as you continue to mature and grow? What if someone important in your life disowns you, abandons you, rejects you, walks away from you, ghosts you? What if these things actually happen? Will you, you know, hunker down into greater defense mechanisms? Will you pursue them and kowtow to them and, uh, you know, do anything to keep them in your life? Will you toughen up and act like you don't care? You know, there's, there's many things on what I call the dessert tray of flesh. It's where they bring out the dessert tray and you've got several options, uh, you know, of how you would respond to all of that. But to just be still during the boo, to be still with God and say, okay, God, I can't stand this feeling and I would love for this to go away, but I want you more than I want that feeling to go away. What you've just heard me say, I want you, Father, more than I want this feeling to go away, is a very intense statement. I do not say it lightly in my own personal life, nor am I encouraging you to say it lightly, but I am encouraging you to say it. Right here in the middle of this episode, I'm encouraging you to give this serious thought. Are you at a place where you are tired of being afraid, where you no longer have patience with the evil, foreboding, absolutely terrifying abandonment. And if you're that tired, then I'm going to encourage you right here, right now, to truly think about, are you ready to say, Father? I am tired of being afraid, and I'm asking you to do 
what you've scheduled for this season of my life. Now whether you do it at this exact moment, or you do it at the end of the full episode, or you do it tomorrow, or next week, or next year, I strongly encourage you, my friends, please do it. I'm going to make a decision, Father, in the midst of this boo, this fear, this foreboding dread of what may happen. Uh, In my options of running after somebody, of breaking down, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be still here with you. And I need you to talk to me, Father. I need you to talk me in off the ledge. I need you to speak truth to me, maybe like I've never been willing to face it before. I need you to do that, Father. Because I know that there is, you know, definitely the reality uh, that someone might leave me. Maybe you're even preparing me, Father, for that. Maybe that's what you're doing. So you're letting me become more aware of what scares me, of what drives me. And so, Father, I'm coming to you in the midst of this deep fear of abandonment, and I don't want to take the vinegar. I don't want to tell myself things that aren't true. I don't want to handle this fear on my own. If there's a mass exodus about to happen in my life, if several people are about to leave or shift the way they interact with me or whatever the case may be, Father, I don't want to take any med to deal with that. I I want you to now talk with me and address me as a son. I want you to disciple me through this fear. I don't want to be controlled by anything, Father, but the love that you have for me. That's the only thing that I want to compel and control me. And and now I'm reminded that it is perfect love that casts out fear. One version actually says that it runs fear out of doors. And I always picture, like in the olden days, like a, a mother who's, who's sweeping her kitchen, and then she opens up the door, and she just sweeps stuff out the door. This is what it means, is that perfect love sends fear running out of doors. It has to leave. Because the love of God begins to flood me, and literally, can I say... If everyone else leaves me, the Lord and I will move through this together. Can we say that? I believe that's a place where we're going to need to get to. Only by the work of Holy Spirit. It's not something we want to self-impose. not something we want to bring on ourselves. But when that begins to happen, and you experience maybe an abandonment, maybe when you experience a mass exodus of people in your life, when you are sitting at your own house and you begin to feel that atmosphere of being abandoned, deeply alone, will you take vinegar or will you take him? What will you decide in that moment? Because there's a depth of freedom that comes 
that is actually what will, on the other side, allow me to engage with people, um, not so I can get from them, but so that I can truly be for them uh, as, as someone who represents the Father, the truest um, and best in human relationships is when I'm so anchored and so rooted, really being rooted is better than being anchored. Uh, you are rooted, I think our souls are anchored, but you, the person in spirit, are rooted and grounded in Him. Um, and am I so rooted in Him that I can that I can truly want the best for others, even if it's to my own harm or to my own hurt? So I want to provoke you today to, you know, think about, boo, what scares you? What's frightening you right now? Um, Do you relate to anything that I've said about this fear of abandonment, of being alone? Because, my friends, just because you're alone does not mean you're not loved. Because actually you're never alone. See, we, we can't say these as just nice platitudes. Like this is the reality of our lives is that the Father will never leave me nor forsake me. And forsake means abandon. He will never abandon me. I'm never alone. And is His presence going to swallow up every other atmospheric presence that tried to overwhelm you and me in our years growing up or in subsequent situations of our life? Because, my friends, there's a lot of boo that's going to be trying to come to us in the days, weeks, and years ahead to try to scare us into shutting down and shrinking back. That's going to try to get us to acquiesce and decide, you know what, I'm not going to hold the line anymore. I'm not going to stay with the Father in what He's saying. You know what, I'm going to loosen my grip on the things that He's told me to grip tightly and to stand for. Uh, And I'm just going to, you know, relax my grip and I'm just going to step back and I'm going to you know, become an easier person, you know, these kind of things. This is a great temptation. Uh, if, if we've been rigid about things and God never required them, then sure, those things need to be released and relinquished. But my friends, the things that God has said to hold tight to, uh, I'm not letting go. And, and so that's a part of our maturing and growing up is, am I going to say what the Father says and do what the Father's doing no matter no matter what. And so that's not going to make you harder towards people. That is actually will tenderize you more towards people. Um, but this deep, deep uh, depth of freedom that God is bringing to us is something we get to decide if we're going to go into. And I want to encourage you the same way I'm being encouraged is my friends, don't take the vinegar during the season of boo. In a season where fears that may have been hiding or being flushed out by the Father, don't take the vinegar, don't take any medicine in your thinking, don't explain things away, stay with Him and face it with Him and let Him speak to you, let Him do something in you and for you that you were never meant to do for yourself. Because on the other side of this gripping fear, my friends, I am going to strongly submit to you is some of the greatest depths of freedom that you will ever know. 
So let's stay with him in this time. And whenever the enemy shouts boo, you might want to just shout boo back to him. I would like to turn it on the enemy is that he should fear sons who don't fear anything except the true fear of God. You know what I fear is I fear not being with God. I fear not having him. And that's a healthy fear is I don't ever want to be without him. And I'm not giving him up for anyone else. To keep anyone else in my life, I will not. I will not walk away from the Lord. So I hope you'll think on this. I'd love to hear from you on this. If this is resonating with you, I'd love to receive an email at nancy at nancymccready.com. Uh, talk with me on Marco Polo. Uh, send me a, a message on Messenger. I would love to hear back from you on this. We're stepping into powerful, powerful days ahead where God's presence is going to become everything to us. The inward, known presence of God. So, I hope this helps to prepare you for that, because that's what real discipleship does, is it prepares us to live in the deepest depths of abiding with Him as we walk through these maturing days. So, I love you all, and we will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.